Welcome to the First Player Token Podcast, a short podcast for folks who enjoy playing board games with family and friends. I'm Derek Bruff, your host. In this episode, I have another family board game recommendation, Space Park. Back in 2018 at a friend's game night, this new guy Matt showed up. He brought a game called Space Park that I hadn't heard of and invited us to play. The game had two-inch tall rocket figurines, shiny green and purple and pink crystals, a cute little cardboard robot, and a modular game board with stunning artwork. Have you seen those old Sea America posters from the National Park Service? Picture that art style crossed with Epcot Center's Tomorrowland. Each piece of the game board depicted some fantastic outer space location, with colorful retro sci-fi art, and with names like Starlight Station, and Fusion Falls, and Celestial Seas. Frankly, I was a little surprised I hadn't heard of this game, Space Park. I'm pretty active on board game Instagram, and you'd think I would have seen a photo of a game this beautifully designed. As it turns out, Space Park had just come out a couple of months before that game night, and Matt, the new guy, turned out to work for Keymaster Games, the publisher of Space Park. Keymaster, as I've learned, makes really amazing looking games, but I found out that night that Space Park wasn't just a pretty game, it was a really good game, and it's one that I've played a lot with my kids and my niece and my nephew since then. In Space Park, designed by Henry Audubon, with art by Brian Edward Miller, players cruise around the galaxy collecting crystals and trading those crystals in for badges. Oh yeah, the game has these fun badges too, like you're in Space Scouts. The badges you collect are worth between 2 and 6 points each, and it takes one player hitting 20 points to trigger the end of the game. At that point, you finish the round and see who has the most points. But the badges also have certain abilities that help you as you play. One badge might provide bonus points for other badges of a certain type, while another badge might give you a discount on future badges, or provide a free crystal when you visit certain locations. This makes Space Park the kind of game that's sometimes called an engine builder. As you're picking up badges, you're not just scoring points, but you're also increasing your ability to pick up more badges. What makes engine builders fun is the sense of acceleration you get as your engine gets stronger and stronger. These games can be really fun for kids who like to plan ahead and see a plan come together. If you have kids who are into Legos or arts and crafts, they might like an engine builder like Space Park. How do you get the badges in Space Park? That takes crystals, which come in three different varieties and can be picked up at three different locations. You can get sun crystals at the Cosmic Canyon, moon crystals at the Lunar Woods, and sea crystals at the Celestial Seas. Different badges cost different amounts of crystals, with the better badges costing more crystals. I'll finish my run-through of the gameplay in Space Park in a minute, Right now, we have a new segment in the First Player Token podcast, Color Commentary, with my wife, Emily. So, Emily, what do you think about the aesthetic of this game, Space Park? I was very impressed with the aesthetic. I like how intentional the color scheme is. Yes. Several of the cards have a split complementary color scheme, which is one of my favorites. It is. What is a split complementary color scheme? If you're looking at the color wheel, then you will have a Y shape where it's using one color and then if you go directly across the color wheel it uses not its exact complement but the two colors on either side of its complement. 
That's one of my favorite color schemes. Wow. But each card doesn't use that. Some of them use analogous color schemes, <laughs> which are okay. fantastic. What are analogous color schemes? Those are colors that are right next to each other on the color wheel. Uh, nice. So it's very pleasing. No matter which way you slice it, it's very pleasing. I like it a lot. And what about these crystals? What, what colors would you say these crystals are? The green and the purple would be in the cobalt family. So there's a cobalt blue undertone to both the green and the violet, which is very nice. But I would say the pink is more salmon-y, mm. which is, you know, again, it's working with all of the colors really nicely, really well. And that split complement, it's just really nice. Thank you so much for this color commentary, Emily. You are welcome. It's a very happy place for my eyes when I look at this game. Now, back to the gameplay in Space Park. How do you get those colorful crystals? Here's where Space Park has a pretty unique mechanic. There are seven locations on the board, including those spots to get crystals. Each location has a different action, but a player can only choose from three of those locations on a given turn, the three locations with rockets on them. The game comes with these three fantastic miniature rockets, all gleaming silver, that are distributed at locations around the board. On your turn, you select a rocket, take the action associated with the location of the rocket, then move the rocket clockwise around the board to the next available location. This means that the actions available to you will vary each turn as those rockets move around the board. I'll add that in our family, we have a house rule that you must make rocket noises while moving the rockets, because rocket noises are very fun to make. It's a clever mechanic, since rocket positioning becomes a key part of your strategy. You may have the crystals you need to earn that 5-point badge in your hand, but if there's not a rocket at Station 13, the location where you can buy a badge, you'll have to wait. You may not be up a creek, however, or adrift in space, I suppose, if you have a fast travel pass available. You pick these up by visiting the Astral Arcade and taking control of the adorable robot named Scout. The fast travel pass allows you to move one rocket one space clockwise before taking your turn. If you need one more purple crystal for that badge in your hand, but there's no rocket at Lunar Woods where the purple crystals are, you can burn a fast travel pass to move a rocket there, then get the crystal you need. The rocket positioning makes for a really interesting game, one that's often very tight and sometimes a little cutthroat. If you keep an eye on the other players, you'll know what locations they need to visit, and you might just use one of your fast travel passes to make sure the rockets are not where your opponent wants them to be. This also means that, as a parent, you'll have some options for how competitive you want to play. I tend to avoid using fast travel passes when I'm playing with younger kids as a bit of a handicap. Speaking of younger players, the box says Space Park is for players ages 14 and up, but our six-year-old loves it. And as LeVar Burton used to say, you don't have to take my word for it. You like the little robot? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's happy and cute. Do you remember that one night we played three different games? Yeah. And what happened that night? I won all three. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> Including Space Park. Yeah. Yes. I picked out all three of my favorite games and I won all of them. If, if, if you had a friend at school and you were going to say, you should play Space Park and here's why, why would you tell him to play Space Park? Mm-hmm. Because it's really fun. 
it's really spacey and there's rockets that you can fly in a little cute robot. <laughs> no. No. That was my six-year-old with her thoughts on Space Park. The game has a little bit of reading, but the iconography on the game is really helpful, so kids can get the hang of it quickly. Playing competitively, however, takes a bit of planning, especially in spotting badges that work well together. Younger players might need a little strategy help, but they also might be fine just to make rocket noises and play with all the pretty crystals. Space Park handles two to four players equally well, and plays in about 20 to 30 minutes. As a bonus, it comes in a fairly small box, it's quick to set up, and it doesn't take a ton of table space, so it makes for a great travel game. That's it for this episode of the First Player Token Podcast. See the show notes for a link to my website, where you can find our first episode and see some photos of Space Park. It really is a stunning game. For more board game photos, follow me on Instagram, where I'm at firstplayertoken, all one word. I've been your host, Derek Breff. Thanks for listening. Now it's time to play some games. <laughs>